Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we are going to discuss obsessions and addictions. And with me to discuss this is Bedina from Spirit. So greetings, Bedina. Yes, greetings. A very interesting subject. Indeed. So let me ask you the simple question, Bedina, right at the start. What is an obsession and what is an addiction? Well, it is an ongoing, concentrated focus of attention on one particular item by ignoring everything else. It becomes a priority in people's lives. And may I say, at this time within your earth, it is very widespread, almost a pandemic. Interesting. So how would you know whether you had an obsession or an addiction? How would you diagnose such a thing? Well, I think very simply, in that you know if you have an obsession, because whatever the obsession is, takes over preference to everything else within your life. And you are a slave to fulfilling its need. So I think it is it is quite obvious to anyone if they have an addiction or an obsession. But of course it requires being truthful to yourself to have the courage to admit it. So what causes this, Padine? How do you get an obsession or an addiction? It can be many, many causes, many reasons. But I would say more commonly and almost entirely, it is, it is caused by an absence of something important within the person's life. It is brought about by sometimes a feeling of inadequacy. It therefore perhaps artificially increases a person's 
interests in life or their feeling of self-esteem. It can be many, many reasons. But usually the main root cause is something which is lacking within their life. Cause sometimes or very often at an early age. So it's kind of a, a replacement for something more important, would you say? Yes, yes. Or replacement for something that is important within the person's life. And the essential understanding of this requires that to eliminate the obsession, the addiction, one needs to replace it with something else that would fulfill what is missing in that person's life. And without that replacement, they are going to struggle to overcome their addiction. So the biggest thing here, Padina, is, I suppose, like a lot of things in life, is admitting to the fact that you have an obsession or addiction before you can actually move forward. Is that true? That is very true. Because only by being honest with yourself, identifying yourself completely, knowing what is there within you, to find any form of cure, you first of all have to recognize the illness. Otherwise, how can you possibly locate the correct medicine to rectify the situation? So how would you go about doing such a thing then, Dina? Well, sometimes perhaps it needs the assistance of somebody else to help you come to the recognition of the problem. So sometimes some form of counseling is required, but essentially the answer has to come from the individual. They have to completely come to a full omission of what is causing or what is the problem within their life. So like many things, Padina, getting to know yourself is an essential part of overcoming such things. That is an essential part for everybody to undertake this through their life. It is essential. An item which is highly disregarded by so many, but is an essential part of life. And of course, further to that, for this particular situation where somebody is suffering an obsession or an addiction, it is crucial to identify the problem 
And you can only do this by self-inspection and by coming to an understanding of how you are truly. You have a method, Padina, that you've given to us many times of how to go about this. Well, that requires sitting quietly and contemplating yourself. Then, within your mind, or by writing this down on a piece of paper, you would have your debit and credit columns you would make, and in one, you put down and list your strengths. And of course, on the debit side, you would also list your weaknesses. And by this means, one may then be able to come to learn more about yourself by recognizing your true content, which in time, and it's not done just in one day, this does take time, but the reward of this procedure is to come to not only a better understanding of yourself, you come into a greater sense of well-being, greater self-esteem, without arrogance, I don't mean this at all, without any over-pridefulness, but also you would come to find a peace of mind. And in time, for many, would come into a state of balance, which is so missing within your world. So we have two words here, obsession and addiction. Addiction is something that, that people get hooked onto, uh, drugs yes. and alcohol, for yes. example. An obsession is something where someone has to do something um, and, and it's, it's so important that he, he can't not do it. So how do they replace an obsession, for example? Well, may I answer your question in another way? By, as you quite rightly say, an addiction is a physical need, or certainly very often a mental need to begin with. And that is where the cause lies within the mind. And then perhaps with an addiction, then there is the physical need of the body for if it is alcoholism or drugs, whatever. But an obsession is entirely a mental process. It is where someone is concentrating their attention on something in perhaps an unreal way. So in a way, it becomes 
almost a fantasy that a person needs in their mind to fulfill some objective or some purpose, some activity within their life, which is a focus of their attention unrealistically. So, as you say, your question, to answer your question, how is this resolved? And I would suggest, essentially, the first approach should be to find the cause of this particular situation. And so often, the medical profession will look at the symptoms of the problem and try and offer some medication to help. But in reality, one should look at the true cause of the problem initially, which might then find the cure for the problem without the need for medication, which in some cases may be harmful, particularly in the long term. So how do these people feel? I mean, some an example of an obsession is someone when they're constantly washing their hands. So that to me gives the impression that there's some kind of fear that's entered their life that they they cannot overcome. Is that true? Yeah. Well, sometimes when that that may be seen as a symptom of something that has occurred within the person's youth. Perhaps when they're a child and it can be caused by abuse in many ways. That is really a symptom of a severe problem which really does need to be identified and resolved. A physical problem is the addiction, um, which I understand is very difficult to overcome. And the obsession is, is, a, is a mental problem that, that needs to be resolved by help from outside and self-inspection? These both are initially a mental problem. There is something within the mind of the person which has initiated this activity to start with. If it is an addiction, then of course the need for the body then may take over. But so often there is an underlying mental problem which is the cause of the initial addiction 
from the very beginning or the obsession. So as you were saying, Vadina, both of these um, problems that people are experiencing is it's huge in the world today. It's it's mm-hmm. would you say it's 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 more so than it's ever been? Yes. It is more widespread than it has been in the past, most certainly. And is this due to a lack of people's connection with spirit in some way? I would say, well, of course, yes. But in a more practical sense, it is a it it is evidence of the general imbalance within man that has caused this. It is the way of your world which is severely out of balance, which is causing this. It is the influence of so many things. People's greed, mankind's aggression, the evil that is within the world. Many, many things like this, which are causing many, many problems. And the consequence of that is, for some, that they are adopting forms of addiction and obsession to try and escape from the realities of the difficulties people face in life at this time. So, Bettina, why are we experiencing this? Why is is the world in such an imbalance at the moment? Is it evil or is it just the way that man has been over so many years that's caused this? Well, yes to both. That is the point. It is man's activity, man's behavior, which is causing the imbalance within your world. And the consequence of that is the increase in climate, the spread of disease, the evidential pollution, poisoning of his world. And this is how nature is responding because of man's mistreatment of his world. There is also evil within your world, which is acute as well. So, is it not logical, a logical consequence of all this, that your world is becoming more and more sick, ailing through the activities of man? Now, we have reached a crescendo in a way with the way man is. It's the most evil time that this planet, or perhaps 
anywhere in, in, in our universe has experienced. And hopefully we're going to turn a corner soon. So how will obsessions and addictions be seen in the future? As they should be seen at present, where somebody is facing difficulties within their life and they need other people to perhaps understand first and foremost and then to be able to help them through some of the difficulties they face to perhaps share some understanding and support. So we are expecting that mankind will have more concern for others and in doing so will help these people to rid themselves of the problems they're facing. Yes. Also, very importantly, by coming to an understanding of themselves, which is critical in this situation. It's not always easy, of course. Of course it's not. It is a challenge for anyone going through these difficulties. But there needs to be a greater understanding and spiritual knowledge may help with this. Let's end on a on a high note here, Bettina. So there's definitely hope for mankind in the future if he applies himself correctly. Oh, indeed. Of course. There is always hope because the great mind has planned all this, has designed how the world should be in the future. And, of course, mankind is going through many difficulties in this civilization of his at the present, the number five civilization. And in time, your world will go forward into the sixth civilization. And, of course, that will be a much brighter one. A more beautiful earth will blossom by then. And man will have evolved and matured and taken on more spiritual understanding of both himself and his world by working with the natural law understanding the natural law a lot more than it does at present. So that is the future. And of course, there is hope. Of course there is. Because that's how your future is to be. Thank you, Bedina. Well, we're coming to the end of our podcast yet again. Hmm. And I'm wondering whether there's anything else you would like to add before we finish for the day? No, other than to repeat what I said before, really, if this is necessary, in that people going through difficulties in life 
need help and understanding. Really, that is all. And that is how mankind should learn to be, to share and to give concern for his neighbours. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage www.erasmus-foundation.org If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.